0: I'm Emily Rowney. And I'm Alicia Holland. This is Bill Camp, the voice of Forensic Files 2 on HLN, and you're listening to Murder in the
1: Rain. everyone. It's our second anniversary. Join Emily, Alicia, and Josh as we walk through a very special episode going down the memory lane of the last year. We'll share updates on episodes, talk about audience response, and get pumped for all the exciting things coming up in the
0: next year. Enjoy. Shocking that people keep telling me, oh, I never heard of this, which was the Girl in the Box episode. Yes. 2,640 days is the title. That's one of your most recent ones. That is. That is from last month. Mm-hmm. I believe the math works out. <laughs> so basically, I I did some TikTok videos on it, too. And a lot of people are talking about it. And a girl reached out to me and gave me a change.org link um, to keep him in prison. So basically, if you haven't listened to the episode, go listen to it. But basically, the guy is... Potentially up for parole soon. So he did have a hearing scheduled for the 31st. Okay. This is Cameron Hooker. Uh, 31st of April? Of March. Oh, OK. That ended up not happening. So they, they're they putting him on the special evaluation because he's deemed uh, a violent offender, right? Mm-hmm. So if he passes, then he ha- can potentially get out on parole. They've extended the evaluation through May. So his hearing will likely not happen until after that. So and there is the, still time to sign the petition. So is it strictly just a petition saying don't let him
1: out or is it is there any kind of crowdfunding or anything for –
0: Yeah, it's basically to the parole board to get them to keep him there. And then in the change.org, there's also addresses. If you want to write a letter to give your opinion on why he should not get out, go to change.org and search Cameron Hooker and it will pop up, but we'll also put a link in the show notes. After last year's anniversary,
1: my first episode was Crater and Blue, which was one of my first, I think, vignettes where I told multiple Mm -hmm. stories, which was really enjoyable. If anyone ever has recommendations, I get this a lot where we get messages on Instagram or Facebook or email saying, I don't know where you want this, but I have this idea for a story.
0: send it anywhere.
1: Literally just send it and say, here's a story. If you have any um, news links or anything like that, that does make it easier to make sure that it's the right story. It was interesting with Crater and Blue because right after that came out, I got an email that said, everyone knows. So there was a story that was also in Missing 411 about a boy that basically went over oh, right. a dad. ridge of a hill and wasn't ever seen again at Crater Lake. And it's like, aliens, yeah. or figures. <laughs> so this email was like, everybody knows it's the dad. That because of his traveling and how the story panned out, it was almost like just not enough information. Right. But also everything points to him having done something. And then suddenly is, my kid went missing. So that was interesting. Also... Now that it's been a year, I feel more comfortable talking about it. So we had a gentleman on that talked about working at Crater Lake after we had talked to him on the phone and he got choked up really easily. And he said, we had just experienced a family tragedy. And I was trying to do the math. It turned out that he was actually a brother of a victim of an earlier case. So I didn't ask him about it. He was very private about it, but it was just really interesting. To talk to someone that was so closely connected to two different ones.
0: Yeah, it really is a
1: small world. And then last spring, everything changed even more. We were already in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And then everything changed because then we had a huge political and justice movement for BLM. And I believe at the end of Before You Sits a Monster, I think I casually mentioned something because it was when things were
0: first happening. It was towards the end. We were talking about law enforcement.
1: Yeah. And... At the end, I very honestly said, I don't know how to feel because as someone that works with detectives directly and using police documentation and all of those things, I find it hard to say all cops are bastards when I'm using them for this. And we're talking about them solving cases and solving murders. And that got a lot of backlash, which I totally understand. The next episode, Disproportionate, I really... It was like, how do we take BLM, which not only Black Lives Matter is this huge nationwide thing, hopefully worldwide, it was things were so hyper focused on Portland that I wanted to tell a Portland related story. And in looking into that and then going out to the marches and being involved in protests and things, really saw how things were. And I was like, oh, now I get that. So it was interesting because. That was an episode I was very very nervous about. There, I remember are, there are some here and there. You where You even
0: it's... apologized before, like I'm sorry if this brings any negative attention. Yeah, and... which I think we, no matter what, we always get some sort of negative attention, right. whether it's talking about a mother or yeah. somebody who's black or some, you know, it. This is what we're doing. Yeah, I exactly. think every podcaster is going through this right now, mm-hmm.
1: but and it's and it's fine. There are shows that don't talk about it, and that's totally cool. Um. For us, for me especially, poor Emily has to get dragged around for with my stuff sometimes. But, you know, we're telling stories about people being killed and it can be racially motivated, politically motivated. You
0: interacted with someone and maybe we could bring that Facebook message up. Mm. Somebody had reached out basically saying, I come to you to listen to crime. Like, I don't want to hear about this. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Are you even educated? Right. And you brought up some really great things. You're like, listen. If you can't connect the dots that a lot of these things go back to social injustice and problems with our laws, then, you know, you're delusional.
1: Or you can go find other shows. There are shows that strictly, you know, I was on, we're in uh, this really great Facebook group that's uh, for true crime people in the Pacific Northwest. And I've gotten stories from there because they'll post a link or something. And uh, just the other day they had a thing where it was a meme and it was, oh, here's my face Mm -hmm. when I... Listen to a true crime podcast and they don't get into the dirty details. And I was like, hey, not to rain on the parade. But here's what that looks You know, n- from n- the other side. Yeah, it is why. was. Mm-hmm. Is a family member going to stumble upon that? Is a kid going to hear it? Who is it benefiting? Am I going to sleep at night knowing I made money off of that? Is it serving a purpose? No one wants you to know? be the
0: next sword and scale, too. And hey, I'm sorry. If you like sword and scale, <laughs> more power to you. Right. I used to listen to it pretty religiously. But. He crosses the line and yeah. a lot of episodes made me feel really gross and sad for those families. Mm-hmm. And put yourself in that position for a minute. Mm-hmm. There is a line and sometimes it's hard, especially I I am one that I admit I do to an extent like hearing all of the gory details. Oh, I
1: do, too. And I do, too. It's,
0: it's sometimes hard to rein it back a bit. But mm-hmm. so I get the meme as a true crime. Fan, Absolutely. But now being a podcaster and realizing you may interact with that person's family Mm -hmm. Um, you know look at the kirsty case like engaging with her family member who's actively looking for her it really makes you think about how you position your case Mm
1: -hmm. or looking at it from more than just ah tell me about how he was bludgeoned to death Mm -hmm. you know it's like well we would except her sister's on later to talk about you know yeah, so it is important. So we're, I'm
0: sorry, we do have personalities, and sometimes they are abrasive and a little questionable. Yeah, we're not always going to be. <laughs> and also, it's great.
2: It's very clear when I think it's your case. You say it. It's very clearly ironic. It's yeah, clearly not a serious. You're like, like hey, enjoy guys, dig this in to this tasty meal.
0: No. Yeah, it's. it's it it's, it's reminding you, like, hey, this is dark. You're about to get into it. And also,
1: it. I, I mean, most people that I have in my life, we use humor to cope with. Things. Absolutely. And, and I there's think a, a lot of
0: people can relate to that, mm-hmm. but apparently some cannot.
1: Yeah. And and for us, there's a big difference between laughing through a case or like getting off track like, oh, hold on. Stop talking about that girl in the box. Did you go try that new sandwich?
0: Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's usually not about the victim. Yeah, exactly. Be, let's just say that right now. But we're, we're going to make at jokes that.
1: and do dumb stuff. But um, so back to disproportionate four hours later within that, I really had changed my stance. And then the summer when I was assaulted by police. I definitely changed my feelings on things. But and in the
0: same vein, I don't like it when anyone judges a group by a stereotype or by exactly, a single person. Exactly. I think that goes without saying on anyone. Exactly. So I could see where that conflict yeah. would come from. But I
1: did appreciate because we had several people say, I unsubscribed because you said you didn't hate all cops or "I, you were wrong. And so I. several people said that. And it was like. I'm just being honest, so that's okay. And those same people came back and said, I gave you one more try, and I heard I heard where you're coming yeah. from. And that means everything. Awesome. Because it's like, thank you for realizing that there's always growth involved, and people can learn and grow and change, mm-hmm. especially in the world we we're in now. where like, you
0: don't usually get more than one chance. We said it once. We'll say it again. You can always start a conversation. Like, yes. We could be on very different belief systems, We'll still talk to you about it absolutely.
1: So, in regards to disproportionate, Dagger Doug said thanks for teaching and that they were so happy to purchase from Salty Siren Clothing. I don't know if you remember them; they were helping out with the wildfires. So we love hearing when people are supporting small businesses that we're throwing out there on patreon athena goldberg said man you're kind and tolerant it can be disappointing frustrating to be that misheard one would assume after significant exposure to you all at the very least a default to good intent to all so that was nice to oh hear. she's
0: cool and she has reached out on other topics as well yeah and we we love that you come back and engage with us That's yes amazing yeah
1: In regards to that episode, Aaron's girlfriend actually did reach out to us on Instagram. She was not happy with a story being told, but she also did not respond to me asking if there were any corrections or engaging in a conversation. So if I needed to change it, if I needed to take it
0: down. Um. So it was most likely just the uncomfortableness. Absolutely. Of it and again, Can that get goes a little more context just for those of us who might not remember. Yeah.
1: So Aaron was the one that had gone into his girlfriend's house and the kids were there. Right. And okay. he was having a mental health crisis and they called police and he walked out empty handed and was shot in the back. So she did write and say, you know, that's my family's story. Mm-hmm. You don't get to tell it which I get that's every story for me you know I <laughs> I always have moments of is this for me to tell so I I totally understand that and if anyone that was friends with Aaron or is his family if there was anything wrong I I would love to hear any corrections that need to be made and I appreciate anyone reaching out in regards to that
0: so one other episode that aired around that time I think it was just before that episode the BLM episode was the Five Decades of Secrets, which was about the Seattle elderly men. People went crazy for this one. They really did. And I've engaged with a lot of people over it. So I did do a TikTok series on it. Got a lot of people reaching out, some wanting to correct me on their house. But what I don't think people realized... They had two homes. So they had their Seattle um, home and then they had another home in another city. So people were saying you're like, wrong. You're about actually where meaning live. this other town. But oh. I, I said, no, I, I mean the Seattle one, but I know they have another house. Right. Both homes were were looked through. Both had child pornography. Like wow. there was evidence in both places. So I think that was just I, I didn't say it directly. Mm. But also a lot. I mean, a lot of people have talked about how scary that was, mm-hmm. how they're shocked that there wasn't more publicity about it. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. I mean decades upon decades of abuse was going on and no one knew about it. Uh, but really, I was just excited to get Lindsay's name mm-hmm. talked about a little more. Lindsay Baum, it's still unsolved. We know she's deceased, but we don't know who did it. You know, I, I'm glad that people are sharing the TikToks and getting involved and asking questions about it because it just keeps her name out there.
1: I really like that one for your writing. I've found it very interesting how it told this one story and then shifted sort of to a red herring with mm-hmm. these brothers and these nightmare houses and then kind of left it at that of could be couldn't be but the connection was really interesting so i really Yeah i mean that. a lot
0: of people question like are they cleared and I, there's no evidence saying that they were involved but I, you know i can't say there's evidence saying they weren't right. i just i do have a hard time Buying that elderly men would be able to take her body to such a far location mm. and the terrain is really rugged. I'm more concerned at all of the people in her town that were so questionable, all the red flag right? people. And then you're thinking, that's anybody's town. That's all yeah. of our towns. Look at Corvallis. Look yeah. at all the oh cases my gosh. that came out of it. But what really gets me worked up, and I know we've talked about this since the case aired, is the finger pointing at the family. Yes. And I just want to say it like, Don't blame a child. Never. You know, say what you want about how people parent their kids, but put yourself in their shoes. Your kid is dead. You don't know what happened. And people are blaming you. It's really awful. And TikTok's been really bad about it. I Mm -hmm. will... For the most part, they're lovely. I don't get any rude comments or anything. But this particular one, we got—I had to delete comments because they're just awful. Yeah, you can tell they just want attention. But blaming a ten-year-old is not going to get you anywhere. No. Oh my gosh, you're all choked up. I know I am. It's it's horrible. That I can't imagine what it's like for that family.
1: The only time you can blame the family is when it's the stories you've covered, when it's the, the actual, actual abusive family. family that kills them. Well,
0: there are people trying to say that, too. And I'm like, listen, you might you're going off the rails here saying right. the family was involved or whatever. There is no evidence pointing to that. You go, And like I said, in that, I think I said it in that case, you have to trust the police to an extent right. to do their job. Mm-hmm. These detectives should know what they're doing. And I know we see a lot of contrary (laughs) story questionable (laughs) choices there's no reason to believe this family was involved whatsoever and you can think what you like about how to parent someone's child but it's not your child and if that happened to you you would you would feel pretty bad
1: yeah and i think it's important it kind of goes back to um i think it was your bridge episode Mm. where you had mentioned yeah where you had mentioned that she had lost the kids Mm -hmm. and then several people wrote mostly positive like in an educational way of like You're not a bad person if you lost your kids. And I think it's important for people that are making those comments, either blaming her or blaming the parents. That's not just towards those people. That's towards the people in your life that you maybe don't know are alcoholics, are addicted to Oxy, are struggling with whatever thing that on paper you're looking and going, well, that parent deserved to have their kid taken. I
0: actually had a... Very... And that could be your
1: coworker or your friend or your family member that has the same exact circumstances and they're hearing you going, oh, so something so now happens to my kid, it. it's, my it's fault. on me.
0: Yep. I was just talking to a friend, actually. They're having a, a tough time with one of their children going through some really tough times and they're feeling guilty. And I said, listen... You can't feel like you're a bad parent. Like, no one looks at you like that. Look at how I turned out fine and I spent a lot of time alone. Right. You don't have to be a stay-at-home mom with your kids 24 hours a day to to raise a good child and to right. be a good mother. You can't blame a family for something a bad guy did. I think people need to think about the thing, especially online. Think about yeah. what you're about to post. Like, you're hiding behind your avatar and you're really impacting mm-hmm. someone who's And who else it. is going to read that? Mm-hmm.
1: So after that, we had Negative Corpus. Which was fun.
0: That was a fun one. That was
1: a really fun one. That was really different for us. We not only got to work with our friend Forensic Miles, who Josh and I had met in New York. She does another podcast where she goes through every Forensic Files episode and walks through the case and gives updates. She also has a really cute clothing line and jewelry line. Very cute. So Forensic Miles on Instagram. Go check her out. Uh, It was interesting, too, because we also that was our first time talking to a defense lawyer. And that got some interesting interesting. responses.
0: Yes, it did. Made us think. I remember us sitting there staring at each other open mouth. Yeah. Like rethinking things.
1: (laughs) The reason we worked with Forensic Miles was because this was also a Forensic Files case. And it's so interesting to hear, you know, they have 20 minutes. It's almost like. The pre TikTok version, you know, it's like you have forensic (laughs) files
0: before the timer runs (laughs) out. Exactly, so you have twenty-two minutes, and then there's the people going "f you" in your part two. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) I want it all in thirty seconds. Scroll on by, jerk. (laughs) Um, so in watching a twenty-two minute episode of Forensic Files, squeeze everything in, and being like, "Absolutely, this guy's guilty," but then hearing from a defense lawyer, which granted, she's on the defense, so she's going to take it the extreme Mm -hmm. opposite. But hearing that, you know, evidence wasn't stored properly, or his argument is that he did meet up with her, but it was consensual. I still think he was involved, but
2: yeah, her point was that the only piece of evidence they had was the DNA, I believe, right? yeah, yeah and like that that, that yeah. hadn't been stored correctly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so it it was really interesting to hear, not just for that case, but how defense lawyers have to look at things.
0: Or... Well, it reminds me, too, of the case I just did, the Angela McAnulty, mm-hmm. and thinking through what justice means and your argument, and if you can prove your point, it yeah, it sucks when a bad guy might get off, but... You got to follow the rules. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear a different perspective of that because we are so much on the, the DA side of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, prosecution. Right. And their evidence that we don't often look at the defense side. I thought of that episode the other day. I was watching a
1: documentary or a true crime something and they did the same thing where they tailed him and he spit out a piece of gum or something. And that did kind of go through my brain of like. They can just do that and just decide that you match on a family tree, and Mm -hmm. oh my god, this could happen to anyone. But we are catching all these bad guys, you know. So it's really oh, I just constantly back and forth.
0: Great one on TikTok. So I was covering this case. It was a uh, DNA solve. So Mm -hmm. the guy, they caught him years later. These detectives (laughs) were tailing him. They decide, well, let's speed this up. They go to his front door, knock, knock, knock we got some new flavors of gum. You want to try it? No. Yeah, freaking market research at its finest. He chews the gum. And spits it into the thing. And they go spit it in the cup. And then he's like, you want my DNA? No, I will not spit in that cup. So they had to give up. They abandoned They're like, worth a shot. So they end up getting a cigarette butt. This is from one of my Patreon episodes, by the wow. way. Wow. Because I dug in a little deeper into the case. I just wanted to see if there were any updates. But it was just freaking hilarious. If that had worked, that would have been... It was really something. I can't believe the balls on those guys to yeah. try that. Because now you're tipping them off that you're onto them. Right.
2: Two guys come up in aviators and mustaches. Like, hey, hey there. Uh, Wanna uh, the sir, you want to try this? We're gum
0: sampler people. We yes. happen and to just my, be in your neighborhood. Yeah, we my have first question was, did they have new flavors of gum? Or were these just regular flavors <laughs> right. that they're like, trying to I'm play off? I'm pretty
1: sure that's dentine.
0: But... <laughs> did, they, did
1: they
2: make their own flavors? Like we have black pepper gum.
0: Right? I, I think they Ooh. were uh, regular. French's
2: yellow mustard gum. <laughs>
0: I'll get back to you on that. I'm pretty sure they just bought gum. Which would you rather have to chew? Pepper. What were the options? Black pepper or French's mustard. French's mustard. I love mustard. (laughs) I know that's really gross, but I love mustard. German. Oh. (laughs) So another big one of the cases around that time was the wallowing episode Mm -hmm. of the Shelley Nautic. That one, people were... It's a it's too. It's one of our largest cases for sure. Yeah, in and our, comments and messages and sharing. It's just shocking. Yeah. It's shocking that she got away with something for so long. And and that, I felt
1: like most people that I saw most messages, sorry, um, were people going, This was X number of miles from my house. Yes. I saw that over and over. That was my neighborhood. That's that was number in my one county comment
0: on any episode or any case I do on TikTok. They're like, holy shit, that's my street. Like I live on that right. road. And they had no idea. There's the Girl in the Box case, which is huge. It was huge in the 80s. All these young kids on TikTok never heard of it and they live in the town. And yeah. it's just kind of interesting to see it go back into the media and people start reading up on mm-hmm. it again. But yeah, with Wallowing. A lot of comments about, oh, I live there, um, but mostly people irate that she's going to be up for parole next year. Yeah. So oh, I
1: bet there'll be another
0: change.org.
1: Yeah. We could probably make one we'll, if we we'll, needed we'll to. We'll definitely
0: do an update around that time. But yeah, that was a a doozy. <laughs> was that your first abuse, like abusive parent? I think so. I had been waiting for her that book. So Greg Olson was the author of my Halloween episode the year before Starvation Heights. Mm-hmm. and I he's an excellent writer. And so I pre-ordered the the book, If You Tell, which was oh, the story nice. he worked with the daughters to write an actual story about their mother. And um, it was a very good book. A lot of true crime people have been reading it and talking about it online and yeah. in their true crime Facebook groups and things. Yeah. But I think that's a really
1: great example. As hard as it is to hear those episodes, I mean, for us to record them and hear it, let alone putting it out there. I do feel like those are the episodes that warrant the graphic detail because you are doing it for the sake of the victim. Yeah. You know, you're showing this is the suffering. This is why this woman should not get paroled. This is what they survived, 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 and then didn't. To me, that's when it becomes important and necessary because it's not just, oh, and then she abused her kid and then the kid died. It's like, no, you need to know what that child went through and why she deserves the punishment
0: she's know That came up again in, there was an episode we did for Thanksgiving, Fight or Flight. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Uh, that was last year. Was Mm -hmm. that last year? So I covered that one for TikTok as well and i did not go into graphic detail about her in the epi- in the episode i did mm-hmm. but that's another one where i feel like maybe i should have because that family was trying to get a new bill passed right. or a new law to protect people so that they know if their partner has been in domestic violence mm-hmm. before you know she had no idea that her her boyfriend had a past Beating people up and being really angry and violent, and had she known that, maybe she wouldn't have been with him. On TikTok, everyone's like, "Yes, we need this law. We need this law." So it's those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Well, had they known how bad it was, do you think maybe the the courts would hear them out and let him get that that voted on? Because it didn't even go to a vote." Really? Yeah, it's disappointing because I think it's an excellent idea, and we talked about it in the episode that. Britain has one, Claire's Law, mm-hmm. which is very similar. Mm-hmm. It's basically a registry. If you are a partner, you can call on your partner. Oh. You can't like announce it on social media, but if you find out they they have a violent past, you know it, you know? Cool. It's the same concept. We have a predator registry for pedophiles, mm-hmm. you know. It's yeah. The same kind of well, not sorry, not pedophiles but sexual sexual what is the word oh, I'm looking for? Offender, <laughs> Sexual offenders. Yeah, not pedophiles, but people who have actually offended. Yeah. Um, it's the same concept.
1: So then we had tell everyone on this train I love them and non-unanimous. Those were two of mine back to back. And once again lots of angry reviews (laughs) (laughs) rude it's been really cool in the last year demetria hester the queen that tells him from the stand your mama should have swallowed you (laughs) she's very involved in the black lives matter movement and uh direct action and everything you know just community focused out here in portland And it's been really cool. I've been to several marches and protests and um, all sorts of events throughout the year. And she's been at every single one of them. She gave a speech at one I was at just a few weeks ago. And she just is very inspiring. She does not care. She doesn't exhibit any kind of fear for her existence, which is amazing because she's been attacked for existing as a black woman, you know. And so to stand up in front of a crowd and say, Let's do this. Let's get some mutual aid going. Let's, you know, fix the problems we have. She is out there every time. So I'm always a little starstruck because Mm -hmm. I covered her case. And every single time I see her, I want to go up and be like, would you be interested in doing an interview? So I'd like to have her on sometime soon. But it's just been really cool to see this person that we covered just out in the streets and kicking ass doing something about it. That's Mm -hmm. the most
0: I'm so inspired by these cases. When you see somebody actually dedicating their life to doing something about it. Yes. So my next episode was complicit uh, the Carly Sheehan abuse case. Mm -hmm. And what's been very interesting about this one. I don't have any updates on the mother or anything, but I get so many messages about people that knew her, hmm. people that interacted with her. We had one listener say uh, she was on the prowl looking for her next male victim, like, like almost like a like a black widow.
1: The mom was.
0: Yeah. Wow. Because You know, she was always looking yeah. for money, easy way out, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I thought that was interesting. I think he maybe worked with her or oh, okay. knew someone that worked with her. But yeah, it's just been interesting because, you know, I grew up in Corvallis, so my family knows her. Yeah, that's been an interesting one.
1: That has been kind of
0: the coolest and maybe the scariest part close of to doing... these things.
1: Like, I'm doing a case soon literally about that house across the street because there's been, like, three crazy things. You know things I put it on the map. Happened. Now everyone's going
0: to know where you live.
1: You know, I want to do Mount Hood Community College right up the street because mm-hmm. there have been bodies found Oh, yeah, it.
0: the serial killer. We had a listener reach out and yeah. just Yeah, and so it's just like that one.
1: It, it has been eye-opening not because oh i thought everything's so perfect where i live or anything like that
0: but no you just go through life not really l- looking too deeply at it yeah I or think. you
1: hear the news and you don't compile it all at once uh-huh. you know and here we're compiling, saying oh well this is half a mile from my the actual map, house
0: the map blows my mind because yeah like, wow Yeah. We have just started.
1: Yeah. When we move from where we live, we can put old pins and be like, that's how close this stuff was to us. Isn't that freaky? (laughs) Then I had the institution, which I really enjoyed because it's old timey crimey and I love mental health stuff. And I constantly think about the little boy Mm -hmm. that came through the water pipes as chunks. Yeah. I'm very tempted to write a horror movie about it that, like, he has to help. They're going to solve his murder or something. All
0: of the best horror movies have a little piece of something that really happened is what I've been learning.
1: Yeah. So that one definitely stuck with me. And just always thinking anytime I see old-fashioned treatment on anything, whether it's an actual old movie or something based, you know maybe 50 60 years ago
0: it's yep. like oh my god so i enjoyed finding the I'll photographer that, that took photos of that yeah. hospital that i was able to find i'm like this is great yeah that's my favorite cover of all of our yes episodes. that one was
1: very cool yeah shout out to emily she does all the website work she does all the merch work she does all of the map work she does all of the book work she does all the financial i love work. that map
0: <laughs> i love that map.
1: emily's the type a and very organized so she gets things done so if you've liked our covers or our website or anything to do with us Tell Emily you love her. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I really like doing the wicked part of me, which was a vignette of my own of sure death was. penalty mm-hmm. cases. We actually did have a listener reach out, which I only saw this morning. So I was scrambling to go through all because, you know, you handle all the social media. Right. Stuff. I was scrambling to go through messages. I, I did catch a few that we didn't respond to. So I responded. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, good. Um, But I saw one that uh, a guy in Seattle suggested one of the cases I covered in that one. I'm like, boy, do I wish I saw this before I would have reached out to you. But I enjoyed that one. I think it's really interesting to look at some of these older death penalty cases and kind of dissect what happened. And that particular one, two of the guys wanted to die, Mm -hmm. which was an interesting perspective.
1: Yeah, I enjoy obviously I like controversy Mm -hmm. and I really like when you dive into controversial subjects because I feel like you and I talk how I think how most people do where it's it's we can just say this isn't black and white this is yeah a lot to consider and of course you would want a monster to be gone but what does that really mean in the justice system so having those tricky conversations my hope with those is that maybe it make someone think differently or maybe it gives someone something to say if they're in that kind of argument to be like, oh, I hadn't thought of that that way or I hadn't heard that statistic or, you know, so I like tackling that stuff.
0: You may not change your opinion when you're talking about something like that. It just makes your opinion all the more stronger because you've actually listened to somebody else's opinion, Yeah, which I appreciate. And this actually is a perfect time to mention our listener, Melody, who I was talking to recently about death penalty. Oh, okay. So. She is uh, in dental hygiene and she works somebody, a client that comes in is a DA and they talk about true crime a lot. And oh, she uh-huh. talks about our show and we we're just getting we we're on that subject about how it's not black and white. You may think a person is a monster and yes, they deserve to die. But look at all the people that didn't. Mm-hmm. And look at all the questionable cases that that ended up getting closed on like a piece of evidence that may not have been uh, legally obtained. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to it. And my opinion, doing these cases has changed quite mm-hmm. a bit. I used to be all for it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> look at some of these cases. So I, I like the digging in and learning uh, how your own perspective can change with a little bit more knowledge and, and just talking about it. Not everything has to be so black and white mm-hmm. and doesn't have to be your snowflake. right? right. <laughs> so I and, do appreciate it. And that. I've noticed that with you and I appreciate that as well because
1: that's also normal. You mm-hmm. know, that's like I said, I said one thing in one episode, the next episode it was, hey, my opinion is growing we're and changing. You're always
0: learning. And so always. to hear
1: someone, especially in, in the position we're in, to hear you be like, Oh, I'm the more I'm looking at this, I'm mm-hmm. kind of and I think that's aspirational because I think a lot of people dig their heels in on things
0: yeah. for the sake of it. It's okay to change how you feel. It's not one size fits all. We yeah. all you go through something and then you get perspective, exactly. right? It's the same thing. You read about it, you talk to somebody who's lived it, somebody whose family died, you learn from it. So I think it's um a lot of people, yeah, they don't want to like admit when they're wrong or mm-hmm. admit that maybe they weren't. they had been wrong in the past or, or and it might not even be about being wrong and maybe you just weren't willing to hear someone's opinion mm-hmm. and saying wait a minute I was being kind of a jerk like let's let's hear them out yeah doesn't mean you're it's gonna all about your learning mind.
1: January of last year it's just a flu guys like they're not going to shut things down it's not a oh, we're God, fine I made
0: an inappropriate <laughs> joke when COVID first hit I was like I can't even remember I'd probably be embarrassed to tell you but right. and my coworker he was like This is very serious. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to like actually downplay. I just was being stupid and not thinking, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I
1: was I was like, oh, this is not guys. We're not getting shut down. This is not anything that bad. We're just going to get the flu and move on. And then once I heard the numbers and learned more about what it actually mm -hmm. did, I was like, okay. and now we're going to live in our house for a year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's been a it's been rough. Yeah. But that's a very good example of people listening and changing their opinion. But also, you know, as we've talked about as a group, drawing a line. There's a yeah. lot of lines being drawn right now with difference of opinions. Mm-hmm. And some people are seeing changes to their own friend group over it. So mm-hmm. it's it's a scary time. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Then I had the Fallen Leaves episode, which talked about um, some houseless folks in Seattle that had been murdered. And I spoke with Anitra Freeman, who is an advocate for uh, the homeless and works with different groups up there. And she herself had been homeless. And we had the best time talking. She was an absolute delight. And I had this question of everyone I had been hearing was saying houseless Versus homeless, because the point is you have a home wherever you are, that is your home, whether you have a house, whether you have a house or not. And she was just so upfront. And it really kind of took my head out of my own uh, politically correct ass (laughs) because she said basically we don't give a crap just help us out say hello i laughed at that i have to say because
0: you were very diligent about saying houseless and writing it and i was going and i didn't really get the con i had never heard of it right never heard that term and then when she said that i just laughed so hard yeah you do you want to be as a podcaster we don't want to piss off someone for the sake of doing it, or on accident, we don't want to like do something because of our right. our total, which is very netness. Portland of us. <laughs> I don't want to say something because I'm like uneducated right. on it, right? So we do our best to like get educated on it and use the right terminology. So I had to laugh at that because yes. we take ourselves a little too seriously, and that's and
1: that's what's great about our fan base too. It's like. Our fan base knows, yeah, you say sex worker and yeah, you say this, which can get a little intense sometimes because it's if you forget. if I slip or and say something. if I,
0: I I did this once, I was telling a case from the perspective of the 80s when it was called oh, a prostitute uh-huh. rather than in my new terminology. And it came across like you're oh. not recognizing the term. And I'm like, actually, I was just like living in the 80s yeah. for the moment. And so, you know, I do try to be careful about yeah. that. But we apologize. We learn. We move on. We don't do it again. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that was such a good point that she made where it's like you can be cute with your. I'm so I'm but, so like, advanced donate, with my vocabulary. <laughs> so I say houseless, but I also don't hand you money. You know how she was talking like, oh, we get these people that are oh, they're so progressive and all this. And then they move into the neighborhood and like, oh, get them out of here. Yeah. You know, so it was really like, yeah, what is what is the the action versus words kind yeah. of a thing? It's so like, that what was, does that
0: word matter if you're not or if you're helping us, we don't care what you call us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. And it was like, oh, yeah, duh.
0: Yeah. Um. Actually, we got a, a message, a Facebook message from someone who had applied for housing through YWCA. And she was just like, thank you for talking about this and like lessening the stigma and making me real. Like, I think she was saying, oh, I listened to this. And then I finally finished my application because it's oh. like everyone goes through shit. Yes. And we should be supporting each especially other.
1: now I mean every there are so many people like on the brink
0: yeah so that was one message we hadn't responded to oh my god <laughs> then I absolutely <laughs> did not see it and I let her know like thank you for this this means everything that That's is what so we're cool. trying to do and uh, I want to update on what you're doing now so yeah. hopefully she'll
1: respond that is really cool oh yeah. it makes my heart happy
0: ice cold the Morin case mm-hmm. got a lot of attention as well this was the elderly couple uh, that were murdered in Washington Unfortunately, I never did get the interviews that I was seeking. I think maybe they were interested, but just not really wanting to go live in the past after such a difficult time of Mm -hmm. being accused of things. So um, that's that's cool with that. I'm glad that we got some attention on that case just to kind of say, hey, things can get solved. Yeah. Um, Here's why you should speak up, even if you're wrong. Uh, I just really enjoyed that case a lot. And it was a very intriguing episode. Mm. You know,
1: you're following it through and was it this guy and everyone's involved. And the whole town seems That one kind of like know. got under my skin a little of everybody
0: knew. And there was like, so much People evidence. had eyewitness reports yeah. that they weren't sharing. That's a, that is a movie right there. Like, yeah. The town knows. Mm-hmm. Why is no one doing anything? Yeah. So it, it, it's eye opening, mm-hmm. um, but also incredibly sad. And then just to see... The stigma of being a possible suspect and how that impacts someone's life and then someone who came forward late with information, but not as late as the media would have made you think. That's what I learned from talking to him is he's like, no, 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 no. I came forward much sooner than they're saying in all of those uh, articles and that episode of. I can't remember what it was now, Mm -hmm. but he was on an episode. He said, I felt a little burned by that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And that's why I wanted to talk to him because I'm like, you can say what you want. We won't edit it again. It's like reliving a really horrible part of your life isn't appealing to everyone. Mm -hmm. So
1: I understand. Well, that's a really good point, too, of in doing this and watching the news and stuff and really having a grain of salt. I'm doing a case right now. I'm hoping to be a multi-part case Mm -hmm. in the summer. Teaser, teaser. And... I have like four or five books I'm reading on it, and I can't get a straight answer to several things in it. Oof. And granted, it's from a long time ago, but it's that idea of, okay, what's the original here? Mm-hmm. And then it's like playing telephone, telephone. you know, yeah. and then by the fourth time you're through. So, yeah, really, if you're not sure on something, look it up. Check yeah. it out. Following that, I had Transgender Day of Remembrance, which started as a mini covering T.T. Goli and then... I wanted to acknowledge that day. And so we released a special episode
0: and that. Well, you were so sweet about it, too. You were like, are you okay if I do this? I know because it was last second and you couldn't come out to the studio. (laughs) But even that, I think you were just real sensitive to like some of the feedback we were getting on these difficult subjects. I'm like, yes, I'm okay." Oh, like covering it. It sucks. Sometimes we get back to back negative comments and it wears on us. But Mm -hmm. I would never want to stifle our platform. I know it's
1: a hard and, and we'll get into that soon, but it it really this moment of I know what's right, which is to have this episode, but also it's going to get a lot of backlash, probably. And, and, and sadly and,
0: less listeners. Yeah. And that's a little disappointing. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to hear about that. It's like, well, but we need to That's the hard that's the hardest pill to swallow, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when it's like skip, you know, there's that joke meme of what if you die and someone fast forwards your forensic files episode cuz it's so boring. <laughs> boring. Yeah. And it and it feels that way sometimes where it's hey, I get that it's a special episode and talking about things that maybe are hard to listen to isn't as fun But for us, it's equally
0: important, you know. Well, guess what? We'll keep shoving it down your throat (laughs) because you brought up TT's case again on the Mm -hmm. COIN True Crime Tuesday segment. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So and to both of you, you know, and we we talked about this last year that I always appreciate that you guys let me, you know, you're the you're the gnarly stuff and everyone knows to go to your cases (laughs) for that. And then I'm the political stuff. And. Um, uh,
0: but again, it's not always political. That is a term that people throw around. That's true. It's to not political. Uncomfortable things. That's a really good point. Because if you really think about it, and I'm sorry, guys, but you probably hear about <laughs> this all the time. But having um, human basic rights is. Not Not the same as being political. It's not the same as being Republican or Democrat or Green Party or whatever you want. That's a
1: really good point. And that is the foundation. I haven't been able to put it into words. That is the foundation of what hurts with the reviews because it's dismissive to the victims. Mm -hmm. It's dismissive to the causes. that they we just are have to remember to. that.
0: And the the we may get a comment like that. There's so many more that a positive opinion that they're they just didn't write a comment. Like, yes. I and mean, I chant that to myself exactly. in the mirror every day.
1: <laughs> so for those of you that did listen to it, we are so grateful. And you know, we get not everyone can listen to all of them. They're they they can be tough. There's a change.org petition that has over a million signatures, and you can find it at change.org and put in T T Gully. That's T-E-T-E. G-U-L-L-E-Y. And you can sign it and
0: share it. That would be great. So one of my episodes that I felt like had the most social engagement was Uncle Joe. Mm -hmm. It was also my very first major viral video Mm -hmm. on TikTok. It's currently sitting at 2.1 million views. Ooh, humble brag. (laughs) I'm just excited because... I mean, people forget, like, we still haven't found one of the girls. One of them, it's not officially solved. Mm -hmm. So keeping that out there and people from his town going, I had no idea, no idea there was a serial killer here. So it's been really interesting because there's been a lot of talk about Rima Traxler's family setup. So... There was an article that quoted her at the mother, Mm. Rima's mother, as basically saying uh, Joe didn't do it, that he was using it just as a tool to get off of the death penalty for the murder of the other girl because he happened to know the code word because it was already in the media at that point, which was an interesting tidbit Mm because it very well could be the case, to be totally honest, if you think about it. Yeah. He just wanted to get off of death row, right? But there has been a lot of talk on TikTok about people from the family or friends of the family that say, no, that's not the case. She believes he did it. There's rumors she dated Joe. That, again, was disputed by someone on TikTok who's friends with the family. And, of course, it's TikTok. I don't know if they're real, you know. We call that TikTok talk. But basically, they're like, no, she never dated him. He was legitimately just a friend of the family. Mm. Um, But, yeah, it's a lot of gossip around that case. So one person is part of the family, actually shares a last name. They said no one really trusted him. So I talk about how he had this charisma, particularly with the kids. But we also talked about how he knew how to target kids in need, kids who were maybe dismissed at home or their all their parents had jobs that took them away from being there so they were unsupervised or they've already been abused. Um, and this comment validated it because she said at our family reunion, he was trying to get the kids to come play in the woods and get them alone, but nobody wanted to because no one liked him. They had bad vibes. Mm. So I think he really did target the kids that were more likely to dismiss those red flags. I mean, and that's...
1: That's Grooming 101 exactly. right there. Around that time, I released the wrong track, which was the Kurt Cobain ah. episode. So that one was kind of different for us. And it was an interesting process because it's Kurt Cobain. So the information is, unlike most of our cases, abundant. Yes. So it was a lot to go through and a lot of muddy stuff to figure out what was accurate and what wasn't. And it was cool because we got a couple messages saying... I didn't really think about it through Courtney's point of view or I look at her differently now and that's not to say, oh, because I presented her as being innocent or I'm on her side. It was, well, let's just look at the facts here
0: and not make assumptions. So hearts and death was an interesting one for me. So that was the two different cases on Valentine's Day. One was not a murder. One was a murder. One was a gnarly murder. And I've had... Many conversations with my neighbor about it. He is (laughs) so fixated on it because he's a true crime guy, which I only recently found out we were having a very social distance, talking way too loud with the dog. Um, Sorry to everyone else in the neighborhood, but... (laughs) I learned that about him. He's like, yeah, I have to like cut down my spirals that I do online because I get fixated on a case. I need to know every detail. And he's like, I can't find anything on that case. And I said, yeah, there's very few sources, which is very bothersome when you're trying to do a podcast. Isn't it, though? But I still it's an interesting one. I'm always looking it up to see if there's more. That one had an interesting
1: vibe because it was a holiday was involved, and then it was all just so rotten tummy. Yeah, the suicide Too really group, bad, and then the meth murder, mm. and it was just like,
0: oh, uh, you know what? One of yours that I really liked was the U Haul episode, Slick. Oh, thank you. It was different and very interesting. I learned a lot.
1: Yeah, I kind of nerded out because I don't even remember how I stumbled across an article in like Newsweek from forever ago that was basically. How one of America's biggest businesses has the ugliest family feud, or mm-hmm. something along those lines, and I was like, "Huh," and just started reading, and was so—I mean, Enthralled. that's yeah—that's normally not the type of case that you case that I'm it. even. in. I was surprised in. by
0: it. That's why I think I liked it. It was a surprising
1: selection, but for there me. was just something about the ugliness of the family and how that caused doubt between everyone, and then this murder that no way it wasn't someone in the family and then spoiler alert it wasn't it was just a random you know it was Mm -hmm. exactly what everyone said couldn't be possible they were all so busy pointing the finger at each other that they weren't even bothering to look outside of that so yeah that one was really fun because it was just so different and now every time i see a u-haul i kind of like it.
0: And then the total opposite of that is your waking nightmare case, which I talked to a good friend of mine, Chris G., who Mm -hmm. I went to Mount Hood with. And he just wanted to give us some props because he's part of the Asian community and he appreciates us doing those kinds of stories. So Yeah, we
1: actually got a message on Instagram from a childhood friend of Matthew's who thanked us saying that they were friends in middle school. And in high school and that he was such a funny and kind hearted dude and that they even got to run into him at a farmer's market. And this one really stayed with me. You know, we cover so many cases that have gruesome details or the I just happen to be walking down the street or it's within the own family. And there was something about this one being your neighbor in your apartment and your door just happened to be open. It makes
0: you think about your living situation and how you can totally uh, it's just unexpected. Mm-hmm. It really, for about a week, I'm I'm
1: not really a jumpy person or not sleeping well because the door isn't locked person. And it really, for about a week or two, I was double checking the locks and making sure I had my bedside weaponry, you know, just a little bit more on edge because it's just they just walked in. That was, you know, you think, no, my neighbors would hear it. The dogs would go crazy, something. And it's like, no, this guy just walked in and did that. And it was over in seconds. And there you have it. So There's
0: literally nothing that yeah. could have been done. It's very sad.
1: Yeah. So that one really bothered me, I think, the most out of all the stories of the year.
0: Wow. Well, my most recent one has stuck with me a lot. And it's been one that I've been planning to cover for over a year now. It's been heavily requested from our buddy Tom, who I just messaged on Instagram today to tell him, It's coming out this week, but it's already aired for you guys. But that's Angela McAnulty. Oh, yeah. And that one, I you know, I nerded out on the death penalty portion just because it really makes you think when it's like, yeah, this person deserves it, but the law won't allow it. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jeanette's life was so sad and I can't help but think about her a lot. And just she thought she had an opportunity to reunite with a mother that she didn't remember. And It didn't get any better. It got worse. So I don't know. It just makes you reflect on it.
1: And as you may know, dear listener, we have a very glamorous Patreon.
0: (laughs) Glamorous? Exotic. I wear eyelashes on every episode. You can't (laughs) see them. But I'm wearing them. And nothing else.
1: Emily, what can someone get for just a few dollars a month on our Patreon?
0: Oh, well, for a dollar, you can get all of our episodes ad free. Mm. And for $5, you get extra content. So you get Ooh. mini episodes, Ooh. you get a letter from us with oh some my stickers. Gosh. For ten dollars, you get a swag box, Ooh. and we usually send like a t-shirt and some stuff. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, we have we have a lot of extra content, so we try to alternate our regular episodes with a mini the next week on Patreon. So there's quite a bunch of so stuff for on there. those of
1: you that clamor for weekly episodes. You could have it through Patreon. That's as
0: good as we can do right now because I still have to work full time. So if you want double episodes, you have to sign up for Patreon so we can afford to quit our jobs and do this all the time. Pay my way, girl. (laughs) Pay my way and I'll give you more
1: cases. On our Patreon, we have some episodes so that you, the listener, can be lured Into it and go, ooh, that sounds good. That sounds good. I want to listen to that. And for those of you that we love so much who are our rabid fans, all four of you, just kidding, (laughs) Uh, but the fans that listen to their Patreon, so we can also give you little updates or behind the scenes of that. My most recent episode was Safe Haven, which was about providing spaces for babies that would otherwise maybe be abandoned and... A murder case that was being brought because of that exact scenario, because of DNA like mm. 25 years later. Does that allure you? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can you imagine how It is, I will mysterious. say, it's an
0: interesting topic. It's one I've always found interesting because i feel like there are solutions Mm. and you'll hear about some of those solutions in the episodes
1: yeah so it was fun too because it's kind of off
0: another one that's off the beaten path of what you maybe expect a murder story to be well and i've been doing this new thing that i am so into now i can't remember when i started it but i was probably just looking for a new case and i thought well i'm gonna take a look at some of our patreon people's cities So we have a lot of Pacific Northwest Patreon listeners, so I just started grabbing their names and their city and looking for a case in the city and now it's a series and I call it the welcome to series or welcome to your city it's very cool and I've just really been digging it you learn a lot I learn these little weird facts about all the cities which I am obsessed with (laughs) and then also you know maybe a case that doesn't have a lot of information that we can't do a full length episode on so we're able to do a shorter episode which has been really fun Um, but I've also found some cases that are just stuck with me the Longview teenager that killed Mm. his neighbor that one is gnarly yeah yeah if you sign up at the ten dollar level you might just get a shout out in an episode about the horrors of your city yeah you'll learn a special fun
1: fact and a horrific murder just down the street from we know you. you like it i had abundant life which was suggested by listener maxwell fleming hi max again so we love getting your recommendations even if we can't use it for a full case it's great to get even shorter ones because then we can do our minis on it Also on my list of Patreon stories, I had Deadly Weapons, which was a story about boobs being used as murder weapons. That was really fun. Or attempted murder weapons. And we did our holiday music, which I always enjoy. Oh, come on. That is worth
0: $5 a month, you guys. (laughs)
1: This year was a mess because we had
0: COVID and we were trying to schedule. Do you think we should add a $50 level Ooh, where yes. they could get a karaoke song dedicated to them <laughs> where we live stream it from the karaoke room? And we change the lyrics to match either a, a their name. murder
1: story or their name or yes. the, like the event. It's happy birthday, Roger. Did you know about this crime in your neighborhood? <laughs> I don't know if I'm that creative, <laughs> but I'll
0: definitely be like Mama my my, 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 Roger.
1: Then I did The Politician, which was talking about conspiracy theories of Joe Volger up in Alaska. Oh, yeah. That got wild. Like, where was his body going to be? That was bananas. The Halloween watch along that Josh and I did. I love doing the watch alongs because we love mystery science theater. (laughs) And those are really fun and silly. We know how ridiculous those are, but we watched the movie, and you can watch along with us and hear our dumb commentary. Then did Murder in the First, which was all
0: about the movie Murder in the First and how totally inaccurate it was. We that did was our another good one. It was very eye opening how people will just take what they want from a story and make a movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was like based on a true story, eight percent of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we came up with our own rating where they should have yes. to put that on the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then we had our Halloween bracket. Again, we love doing brackets. So we went through all the
0: horror movies
1: to pick what the greatest horror movie was. You'll have to listen to that. I think you should
0: listen to that. And I've had a lot of positive feedback about that, um, that it's a great idea. It's a great way to introduce yourself to new movies Mm -hmm. um, because, of course, you have to trust us. It was really cute because Annette
1: Cates, one of our Patreon members, said that she actually downloaded Tubi, the Tubi app, just to be able to watch the movies. So Tubi, please send us our check. Thank you. Good on you. Then the hagfish, which was all the horrible fish on the road. The
0: photos from that. That was really gross. I enjoyed doing that cover. Yeah. Because I got to look at all those photos. I could not believe what I was seeing. (laughs) Yes. And
1: oh, and then we had our Nick Cage bracket. That was really fun.
0: Um, Probably the shining star of our Patreon, if I'm honest. (laughs) Really? Well, you know, my friend Jesse. Hey, (laughs) Jesse. We are obsessed with Nick Cage. She's the one with the hidden Nick Cage photos around her house. Oh, yeah. We just we'll have, like long conversations about Nick Cage in his movies. And I just feel like I really want to know him. I've made a note with the Nick Cage bracket. We were clearly very deep in quarantine because
1: this was like, well,
0: yeah, June,
1: July, I think. I don't really remember when we recorded it. And it's like, what should we do, guys?
0: Should we <laughs> I think people enjoyed it. I mean, maybe not everyone, but I mean, I enjoyed it. Introductions to new movies are always awesome. And also
1: I think it's fun because... Who
0: knew we had such a... a, We could have done our master's thesis on Nick Cage movies. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I think it's fun too because Patreon for me, I I feel a little bit more loosey-goosey in both my main stories that I tell and the silly stuff we do. And it's really fun to feel like people that want to hear more from us and get to know us we have that space to be able to do silly stuff like so Nick So you're Cage saying brackets. I could do
0: an episode on Jurassic Park.
1: And then I had Jamal True Love, which was the wrongful imprisonment of the guy was from this I Love New York. Yeah. No. Yes, it was. It was early. Well, it was early. What is time? In quarantine. And that was, I was already talking about Kamala Harris and she wasn't even, you know, a VP option yet and talking about her history as a prosecutor and not letting people out of jail. So that was kind of interesting to Dig into that before she became our vice president. Then the gas station murders, which was a triple homicide with Tyrom Thees, who is still a
0: fugitive, and he's going to be on True Crime Tuesday. That one was soon. cool. I, I, a had no idea, but B, it just like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That's like four just miles from there. my house.
1: Yeah, and of course the murder hornets. I realized when I was going through all of the cases, looking back, murder hornets was. Mentally, when I first was really feeling quarantine, like starting to write that, and I was like, "What else can go?" on?
0: I remember we thinking, have these. Hornets.
1: What the shit is she doing
0: an episode <laughs> about right now? Like, do I need to intervene? But I enjoyed it.
1: Uh, and fun update: actually, have an update on that one. What? In October, they found the first nest in the U.S., which was also in Blaine, Washington. In that nest in Blaine, there were about 600 of the murder hornets. And a bunch of people up in that area are making homemade traps, which is interesting. Another fun fact. Is that
0: recommended? It
1: is, actually. And they have, like, different things that you can get online to see, like, how to build it at home. Interesting. The fun fact is murder hornets are ground nesters, Mm. and it is almost their season again because it's getting warm. Oh, joy. Just
0: when you thought things were
1: wrapping up and getting better. (laughs) So heads up, Blaine Washington, the murder hornets are coming back.
2: And Patreon members get ready for Murder Hornets 2.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: The Reckoning. We had our blooper episode, which I always love doing. We had Mother's Day, which was the story I always wanted to cover. Uh, A little teaser. The guy that walks into the grocery store carrying his mother's head. Happy Uh, Mother's Day. We did our game night, which we need to get back into playing some games. That's always so fun, I think. I know. People stop mailing us
0: free games, though. Yeah, if you're a game maker... Mail Send us it to us. We have a P.O. box. 1504, <laughs> Lake Grove, Oregon, 97035.
1: Anyway, so those were just some of my Wait, what about Patreons. mine? Should I talk and about And now we're going to
0: have Emily talk about hers if she had let me done a transition. No way. Never. I'm not going to cover them all because that's crazy. We talked about DNA baby with Jody Loomis and Michelle Lee and this uh, eventual solving of their cases, which always gives me hope that some of these unsolves are going to close And then there was the Welcome to Gold Beach, Oregon, which that one stuck with me. The girl was taken right from her campsite. And that one was just kind of crazy. The timeline went really fast. They caught the guy, but it was just a shocking case. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go too much into them, but we cover some some good stuff. They're bite size, easy to listen to on a quick errand to the grocery store.
1: Yeah. Little 20 minuteers. And
0: you're helping us achieve our goal of being able to give you more content. And they have bloopers. Oh, got to love the bloopers. All right, on to the random stuff. I
1: was happy we got to do Silver Disobedience for, I mean, our queen, CJ Smith. Oh, yeah. Siege. Siege. We love CJ Uh, from day one. She's been a supporter.
0: I always commenting.
1: Love, they do a group listen yes. with her family in the kitchen, yes. and I love it. <laughs> Me too. And anyway, so hello to CJ and the family. And it was really cool because she had... She's part of this group, Silver Disobedience, which is about aging like a badass. And and she sent us this hat. So we got to participate. So that's the kind of stuff where it's like, if we can support you and your
0: cause at all, we're happy to do and it. And it was fun during quarantine to be able to yes. like still engage with each other. Yeah, and... it's
1: like, oh, yeah, there are other human beings. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Overall... With COVID and quarantine and murder hornets and wildfires and, 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 we had a great year. We hit one million downloads. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was a really good feeling. It was about uh, just over a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And- that was awesome because day one, I felt like that was kind of a big. That was a KPI for us, a
0: measurement of success. Um, what is a KPI it's for just us? A measurement of success, a goal to reach. And yeah, you, you it can was measure like, your, how well you did. I call those
2: MOSs, measurements of success.
0: Okay, <laughs> cool. I call them goals.
1: Great outgoing, ab- <laughs> available, long time. I call them dicks. Designated. Actually hitting that milestone felt really good. We won number two for best in Portland. Oh, I through, forgot about that. Yeah, through Portland Mercury. They do best of Portland every year. That was fun. We lost to an actual radio show. Yeah, that's pretty um, P- uh, braggable. OKB, NBR, NPR? NPR? NPR. Yeah. I didn't feel good to lose to them, but it was like, oh, well, we're losing to like a big corporate podcast. I think number two is pretty cool. I'm very excited for that. So... Want to be in that top three again this year, so we'll be bugging remember, you guys about that. I forget that.
0: that's annual. It sure
1: is. So the last thing we did before everything shut down was we went to AM Extra on Portland CW, Channel 3, and
0: got talked lost about— in their parking lot. Got,
1: <laughs> and talked about how— that weekend was going to be the women's fair. Oh, yeah. And That's then that Friday. Oh, yeah. The Women's Expo. And that Friday it shut down. So being on AM Extra was kind of our last public appearance. And it was
0: so fun. So fun. Girls are great. Such a fun show. We got to wear Mike packs, which is always cool. You feel like you're hot shit. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I
1: had reached out to them and we got picked up to do True Crime Tuesday. So every Tuesday... It's been about two months now. It's been on every Tuesday. We're featured, which feels amazing, and they have been awesome with letting us talk about any kind of story that is unsolved, missing person, unidentified remains, all sorts of things, and let us get the word out. So that's been yeah, really basically cool.
0: just keep those names out in the public because you never know when somebody's gonna recognize a face, a name, a place. So the more we talk about it, the more likely they will get solved. Mm-hmm. And it's been cool for me,
1: I've found, because not a lot of our cases are unsolved. It's been cool to find these little cases, if you will. I mean, they're huge because it's a missing person or something. But to bring that to the spotlight where maybe it's not enough of a story that we could make an episode, episode out of it. Right? But it's enough that we can do a one minute thing to yeah, say, I've have you seen that. this person?
0: I, and I've done a few for TikTok as well. And I intend to keep doing it, which mm-hmm. is cool because people will share them. And that's nice. Yeah. Speaking you know, of TikTok. TikTok. Emily's obsessed in case you can't tell. I mean, what else is there to do in quarantine? <laughs> Everyone found their thing, right? Some people knit. It's true. I have, you know, friends who weightlift, friends who, you know, you started another podcast, people doing stuff. And so I, you know, was like, Well, I'm gonna watch it because everyone's talking about mm-hmm. it. And then uh, I did a couple of videos, wasn't really committing, and then I spoke to a friend and she said you should like do it Mm -hmm. people will watch it and so i've stuck to a schedule and got videos out and it's doing really well and it's it's how well
1: is it how many friends do you have there on the old tiktok m at m murder in the rain
0: i think i'm in the hundred and forty thousand right now and a couple of the videos have gone viral and gotten a lot of attention and i've gotten some mean comments which makes me feel like yeah i'm doing something (laughs) right and you've also had some
1: very creepy comments (laughs)
0: Yes, I have. But, you know, those are to be expected on the Internet. <laughs> um, but what has. Let's hear some examples.
1: No. I want to bathe in your bathwater. Drink. Oh, I want to drink your bathwater. Does anyone want to,
2: like, do anything to your feet? Oh,
0: they haven't I your haven't feet. had a feet comment. And they yet. look real nasty right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's surprising, though, is I've had two cases where they're like, why do you look exactly like the victim? And one of them I started looking at, I go, whoa, we do look alike. Because it's that just like generic features, but I had the same shape of glasses on. And it was so fun. And the hair color is the same. And he's like, are you the
1: victim? (laughs) I wonder if that's part of why you're drawn to it. Because you feel like... A, an unrealized personal connection of like, that could be me. I
0: didn't see it until that moment. Right. But they were right. And then that's I what got, I mean subconsciously. Maybe, though. I wonder if that's part of it. But one of them I couldn't look more different. And they're like, Are you trying to look like her? I'm like, What? what? Are you watching the same video as me? I'm like, I don't know. So it's just been fun, something to do in
1: quarantine.
0: And I've been enjoying it. And
1: no, I really think you found something in that. I mean, It is not for me. It is a struggle to get the content out there. I definitely have cursed at the
0: video editor a few times.
1: But it's so you. I mean, it's like you get to present yourself in this very specific way and you tell these stories and you're genuine and giving me the info and it's always well done you have photos you. and you always have captions it's as someone that's done some videos i know how long that takes and i do not envy you on that so <laughs> it gets faster as you go but i'm glad that you're being recognized for the work you're putting into Thank that and what it is because it fun. is really good i don't i don't i'm not a tiktoker but i always check yours well
0: and now i feel like i'm connecting with people so I've, I've been taking case suggestions because the nice thing about tiktok is i'm not pigeonholing mm-hmm. myself into the pacific northwest so Every suggestion I get, I actually write down. For those of you who may follow me on TikTok, I write them all down. I have a very long notes list on my iPhone and I've been knocking them out, going through them. And it's been cool because I recently had a video go viral on what they call Native Talk because I covered a girl, a missing um, Indigenous woman from Manitoba. Mm. And people are just happy that her name is out there and that it's getting attention and they're sharing it and commenting on it. Um, And that's Jennifer Catchaway. from manitoba she went missing on her 18th birthday and it's a very sad one um the last people she was seen with were her uncle and cousin and a lot of the evidence points to them being involved in fact they were heavily investigated and let go they were arrested Mm. and let go um but a lot of people think that it's a cover-up or and the the family thinks the the um what do you call them the royal mounted police yeah uh they think that they're a mounties Oh yeah. 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 They All think they're money. at fault because they I don't think they thoroughly investigated this because they just treat it as another runaway Indian girl. Yeah. And um so I, I don't know, I feel like really connected to some of these people and doing the cases. And so I've I've been enjoying that yeah. for sure. Follow me. It's at M underscore Murder in the Rain. And obviously you'll go follow me immediately. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> some of the cases you'll recognize, some of them you have not seen before. Yeah.
1: I wanna touch real quick on
0: reviews. Our favorite subject. Oh, boy. All I want
1: to say about them, because we're putting ourselves out there and we're going to get responses. It comes with the territory. Exactly. So it's not a, hey, don't leave bad reviews. What I will say is, I don't know if people know this. We cannot respond to reviews. Yeah, so, I think they know that and that's why they do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> when you specifically point out an issue like we got
0: our first ever editing review the other day which baffles me i listen to every episode within that time frame yeah
1: and you say specifically like oh you had a couple volume problems or something well we want to fix that tell us what episode so please message us or if you can (laughs) leave if you're going to leave a review no matter what Please be specific. If you are pointing out something specific, be specific. If but you also, have a we question, prefer an email so we yes. can respond. If you have a question, <laughs> message us. We're happy to answer. If you're pissed, you can message us too and we're happy to have that conversation or leave it at that. Yeah,
0: be pissed at us.
1: I had a day last week where the reviews kicked my ass. I I didn't get out of bed for a while. I was really upset. I was in a bad space to begin with and then got you know, oh, you're virtue signaling and you're racist. You're talking about racism and you're all these things. Can
0: I ask what is what is virtue signaling?
1: You know, I had to look that up, too, because I've heard it. It's like a buzzword. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? I'm basically saying I'm better than you because I know these things or do these things. And because you don't, you're worse than me kind of a thing.
0: That's weird, because the whole point of this is to, like, share it with people. Another example I saw was was actually
2: like a cartoon, and it was two people. Walking past two homeless people on the street, and they were looking at their phone, talking about how much engagement their social media
0: oh. posts got. Oh, that's so really, so not it's oh, it's not fake. acting yeah. on it, which is not true. Yeah, Fuckers. we. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, you know, you know, maybe we should start posting when we donate or when we, you know, we want to actually contribute. Right,
1: which also feels gross to be like, oh look at us guys, aren't we? So which feels but like exactly. virtually yeah, Are they yeah.
0: asking for receipts? Is right. what I'm I don't think, yeah, we don't I, want to get I to I that. I think point. it's more
1: I think it was more directed at uh, at my delivery of something, like because I'm talking about these things. It's like when I say America sucks, I'm not saying that because I'm better. I'm saying like everything sucks. Like my state sucks. I need to do better. Like it, it's it's not that. So I'm still learning what that means. And if I come off that way, I want to work on it. But, you know, it's a lot of and that's stuff I've been looking at all year of like, you know, you get told that you're doing something performative because, you know, you post something about being out. I posted about after my incident with the cops, it started conversations with people in my life that I think they didn't have anywhere else to ask. You know, mm-hmm. to say, why why do you feel that way towards the cops? Or why right. did that happen? Or what actually happened? Or what did you do that warranted that? So it's kind of like sometimes you have to do the performative stuff to engage with people. And then you build and learn and do all that stuff. And
2: yeah, uh, Speaking of performative, just the fact that you uh, just in talking twice in this episode have said, I have been to protests. I feel very sure that someone's going to be like... That you're being performative about going to right. fucking protests because you just ha- you're just I mean it's part of the story but it's true. Right.
0: But yeah. I mean I we share the good it's so and the bad. Yeah. I, that's that's we hope you're listening because you want to hear about it, but it's not it's never I'm better than you or Mm-mm. it's let's talk about it because somebody out there may not know somebody out there may know better and they mm-hmm. may have more information for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just information sharing. So yeah. it's it sucks when we can't get our point across in the way we intended, but we're always receptive to learning how Absolutely. to get it better.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good way to put that.
0: I'm on fire today. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> I think it's your crotch. Do
1: you want to talk at all about the mental health of doing what we do?
0: Yeah, we can touch on that. I don't think I healthily process things sometimes. Me too. <laughs> um, I cry a lot. Oh my <laughs> I gosh! There she almost goes. Cried a few times today. Yeah.
1: Blech. Oh, I can take (laughs) over for a moment while you catch your breath. Yeah, I think it's lost sometimes on people and maybe sometimes that's where an ill-timed joke on our end comes in or forgetting names. You know, I don't remember a lot of names that I've worked on. One, I am horrible at remembering names. And blocking out is a way of protecting myself you know it's it's not just reading news articles you're getting police reports with every detail in it you're getting crime scene photos you're talking to victims families you're in this space sometimes it's for a week sometimes it's for several weeks and then you have to walk away and not carry it with you
0: i am the opposite i carry him with me a lot i was actually shocked i didn't remember someone's name early because i think about her every single day
1: really yeah my coping skill has always been block it out, don't even yeah. let it in. I and... spiral
0: on them and I think about it a lot, like yeah. well, like as if I'm part of their life. <laughs>
1: so it's oh, really yeah. unhealthy, I think. <laughs> well, but also that's how you manage
0: it, yeah. you know? The majority of our listeners have, you know, they feel... They're very receptive to these oh, things. Oh, for sure. They feel similarly mm-hmm. and they understand that this wears on us. I was just chatting with Alexis. Shout out to her <laughs> about she actually um, asked, like, do you do this full time? Because mm-hmm. she just thought I did. And I was like, no, I actually, you know, I have a full time job and just started talking about that. A lot of people think it think we do because of all the shit we read and you know, we get time really deep into these. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's like um, I appreciate that that mm-hmm. people ask that, but yeah, it's it's a balance. Like, I have to work in my real life, so I definitely compartmentalize. Yeah. During the work day, I'm focused on tech stuff, and I don't really think about mm-hmm. this. But I think about it a lot. I think about these people a lot, and like that's why we want to do things like True Crime Tuesday and continue right. unsolved cases and missing persons because we really genuinely care. Yeah, you know, I think just for anyone that listens to any
1: podcast that. Deals with heavy subjects you know it's important to remember
0: and use the palate cleansers go listen to a comedy alexis told me again she listens to a comedy app after us yeah a comedy app a comedy i love comedy apps (laughs) it's just an app that makes me laugh Um, it's a really funny mozzarella she was saying she listens to us and then she listens to this comedy one to get her mind off of it because it is dark and i think you know know your own boundaries if you binge listen binge watch true crime that's cool I'm like that too but I think everyone has a different boundary of you gotta go like walk outside yeah checking in on
1: yourself to be like have I been watching
0: nine hours about John Bonnet? Yeah. I should go for a walk but it is a, it's a great time to talk about that because I think mental health is an impact everyone's kind Mm -hmm. of realizing oh it may not have affected me before but now i'm Mm -hmm. feeling it i miss my friends i miss going to the gym or doing these things and we're slowly getting back into regular life and now there's a lot of anxiety around that Mm -hmm. like how am i going to go from this new life i've had into my old one and it's not going to be the same and it's just, you know, we got to talk about it. It's OK to talk about it. And
1: checking in with each other and also check in with yourself. Are you listening to too much stuff? Is that adding to your anxiety? Are you finding those things that, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, a palate cleanser? Speaking yeah. of, if you're looking for a hilarious podcast, there's a brand new one called Always Be My Sisters. Hosted Shameless by plug. Alicia Holland of Murder in the Rain, where she covers extensively... Every episode of Golden Girls talks to experts in the field, covers plot whoopsies, all sorts of good things. And Josh is there, too. So I would suggest, oh, boy, as a mental health professional,
0: no longer.
1: Listen to Murder in the Rain, then always be my sister, you know, and this you'll feel is much better.
0: Interesting though. We should talk about what do we do outside of this? What do you listen yeah. to anything? Any podcasts? No, you know I don't listen to podcasts. I know. I just wanted everyone else to know. I wanted you all to know what a shame she is. <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm too busy creating to just oh my listen. gosh. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts. Um, I've, well, I've been reading a lot on that case that I'm doing. Which is shocking. I know. That I'm reading, it's crazy. I didn't um, know you knew how. <laughs> video games, sitting outside when it's sunny. Um, yeah, those are some things I do.
0: I listen to a lot of podcasts normally. Quarantine has kind of slimmed down the list because I'm not in my car as much. Uh, Or, you know, shielding my ears from the people around me at the office. (laughs) Um, But I my go to's are the challenge, the MTV, the challenge. I admit it. I am still 14 (laughs) and I love the challenge. And Anissa and Tori have an official podcast where they talk about each episode. I've been loving that you get little tips from the production team. They have like people on their show that create the challenge and make the challenge cool it's just really cool yeah um because i was just obsessed with that show when i was in high school i listened to ologies which is an amazing show ali ward does um she'll pick like a scientist and dive deep into what they do so you learn a lot and she's funny and a very very good podcaster Um, I actually don't listen to much true crime right now just Mm. because I can't have my whole life be that. So I'm definitely dipping into science. Uh, The office ladies, because you know me, I love the office. Um, And they, again, have people on the show to talk about things we wouldn't know because, you know, their whole concept is we weren't there. They're on the show. They know. So I've been I've been doing a lot of that, but a lot of reading, uh, a lot of playing with the dog. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's and that's the whole reason I started Always Be My Sisters was I
1: wanted a, a creative outlet that was lighter, you know. I was like, I need something that's not quite so heavy. So to be able to pick, like, my favorite TV show
0: and just mm-hmm. get to be creative around it. So yeah, it's fun. It's like, oh,
1: that's that's fun for me, and I hope people like it. So. You know what
0: else? It kind of, like, inspired me to search for other shows on my favorite shows. See oh, yeah. what's out there and maybe, you know, listen to something new that I— Yeah. Had. And, I, you know, the one thing I love about being an indie podcast— Is we get to connect with other podcasts Mm -hmm. who either they're just starting out and they want to get their name out there or they're established and, you know, we just want to get to know each other. It's so cool to do promo swaps and, like, learn about other people. It's Mm -hmm. it's been fun. Yeah, it has really been cool. Speaking
1: of getting to know other podcasts. Ooh. And speaking of traveling.
0: Ooh. Because now I'm
1: talking about traveling.
0: Yeah because you just transitioned into traveling i
1: know i'm basically a <laughs> night show host with my smooth transitions anyway hello um,
2: welcome to my night show <laughs> <laughs> where i talk it's, about
1: smooth transitions it's the night show your night what?
2: show should be called smooth transitions
1: oh yes. smooth transitions and i never actually get one Mm-mm. very between two ferns speaking of meeting other podcasts could you imagine? What if we got to meet all sorts
0: of other podcasts and we got to meet fans of our like show? Like who? Like True Crime Garage? <gasps> yes. Like Generation Y? Yes. Like Morbidology? Yes. What if we could meet them all in one place? I'd say, send me a ticket. I want to go. A ticket
1: to Crime Con UK this September?
0: I could all of a sudden lost the music to their... Country song anthem. What are they called?
1: They're country song. I wanted to just start singing it, and I
0: totally forgot it. The president. (laughs) Oh my god, England! I'm a Yankee Doodle band. What? England? Yeah. I don't know. I lost it. Oh, ticket to Crime Con, UK. Big Ben. Show me that clock.
2: London calling. Huh? Yeah, that's
1: cool. Yeah, that was really good. I almost recognized what song that was. I don't
0: know. Have you ever wanted to see the English Channel and also meet us? Yeah,
1: you can do it all. <laughs>
2: we'll be at the bottom of the English
1: Channel. <laughs> Swim down and find good us.
2: God, what are you trying to say? Just say it. We're gonna be at CrimeCon UK. I'm, cr- we have I'm a table. trying to,
0: but then she's hopping into the river and Big Ben.
2: The channel.
0: <laughs> I don't know where you're going feature, to go going with thing. <laughs> come
1: see
2: the channel.
0: I didn't get- want it to be the Alicia show. I was just trying to yeah. contribute.
1: <laughs> and get your tickets to CrimeCon UK. That's right. All of those podcasts I mentioned will be there. Yeah. They'll be there. No take. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it again. They'll be there. And you can get your tickets to CrimeCon UK.
0: Wait, was that you doing it?
1: Yeah, because I'm going to use the other version.
0: Yes, and we get to finally meet all the podcasts we listen to. I'm really excited about it.
1: That's right. Everyone that Emily just listed, including ourselves, we're going to be at CrimeCon UK, which is September 25th and 26th.
0: And it's the very first one in the UK. So it's very exciting. They're putting a lot of effort into it. Should be a very good time. Yeah.
1: And I mean, we all are desperate to travel right now. So you might as well. Go to the UK in and September. I mean,
0: come on, crumpets, tea, Henry VIII, Stonehenge. Come on, guys, make a trip out of it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So get your tickets now at www.crimecon.co.uk, and if you enter the code Rain R A I N, you'll get ten percent off of your tickets. Woohoo! And we will sign whatever body part you want. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. But I've always wanted to be asked. Oh yeah free t-shirt to the first body autograph that's asked for. oh we will yes we can commit to that
2: you have to give us a free t-shirt no
0: (laughs) we will give you a free t-shirt with the boobs cut out like regina george on mean girls perfect if you ask us to sign your body (laughs) just kidding but that would be funny
1: (laughs) and for the first time ever a dream of mine came true
0: we got our first fan art and she provided she knocked it out of the park jennifer right I, i believe her name is jennifer She did one and then we said we liked it and then she sent us a bunch more and it's really cool. And you're even thinking about getting a tattoo of one of them, I sure am
1: because we're getting our anniversary tattoo. Last year we got our
0: raindrop and this year
1: I'm thinking an umbrella. And one of them that she sent had this very cool umbrella that's exactly what I'm looking for. So, you know, double meaning. So thanks for that. We love fan art. It made us so happy. And you
2: can send any type of art that you would like. Yes. Like?
0: Just not of your body part art. You know, the one I'm talking about. Mine My chode. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't eat any more of those in my life. It, so that's the end of our anniversary
1: show. We've had so much fun this past year. We have so much fun to look forward to this year because mm-hmm. we'll actually be it's able an to do things. It's actually a good year. We're going to be vaccinated soon. Make sure you get vaccinated. Wear your mask. Everything that we missed out on last year, hosting trivia, some sort live of women's shows. expo live show, all those things we are hoping to make up for in the next year, year and a half. We cannot wait. We have so many fun things coming that way coming that way we have so many fun things coming your way and we thank you all so much for listening yeah and i'm sorry
0: if you got to this point you probably heard some stuff so thanks (laughs) thanks for sticking with us we love you josh any parting words
2: no
1: any farting words murder in the rain is produced and edited by josh mccullough written and hosted by emily rowney and alicia holland artwork by jamie costa Please put that in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the order